Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Fandom Podcast. This is the show that brings together geeks and nerds from across the fandomverse to analyze the news and discuss your favorite TV, movies, comics, and books. This is our week to do a Christmas episode, but first, he's Mr. Heatmiser, he's Mr. Sun, he's Nick English. Funny story, I never actually did see that show until I was married. What? What? You, you were a deprived child is what I just heard there. I was 26 years old before I saw that movie. Or show. Oh, you got so much catching up to do, Nick. <laughs> so much catching up to do. All right. Well, I may be jolly and I may be fat, but I'm not Santa Claus. I'm Brandon Ushio. You're just overgrown. Overgrown. The overgrown Asian. That's right. Uh, you may have noticed we are down a Jeff this episode and he is feeling a little under the weather. It may have something to do with the fact that we're talking about Christmas episodes and what might require him to be well, a little he, jolly. He might I don't be. Know the not the heat miser might be the other one that's yeah. more grumpy so that might be why oh <laughs> uh, we probably we should probably stop bragging on jeff without him here to defend himself if anyone was angry the last few episodes it was you brandon so you know what was i we should was give I you, angry we should give you a snickers have i been have i been angry the past few episodes a couple of them you have been at least in oh. my in my You've gone on a few tangents lately. Might just be the stress, the holiday season. I understand. So That's I true. think we need to pick up this episode and have a little bit of uh, good times and some fun. Let's do it. All right. Well, this week we are talking about Christmas episodes and not necessarily Christmas specials, but maybe Christmas specials. There is a difference. There is a difference, especially when you are looking at British versus American television. But mostly, a Christmas episode is pretty much the last episode that a show will do before going on a winter hiatus or a winter break. And most shows tend to do them between or tend to do them the middle couple weeks of December. So keep an eye out. Your, your shows are going to start turning into Christmas shows. And then they play some repeats during the Christmas week or so. Um, and so we've talked about our favorite Christmas movies before, and we've talked about some of the things that some of the movies that we like to do. So we decided to switch it up and do our favorite Christmas episodes. Yeah. So we're going to start out. And uh, the the very first question that I want to ask you, Nick, I, I want your opinion on this is why, why, why do Christmas episodes exist? Because in my opinion, they are some of the worst television ever created. <laughs> why? Why do you think that? Are you being grumpy know, again here? Like seriously, maybe, maybe I need to go get a Snickers. Yeah, like you clearly need a Snickers. You 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 become a diva or something. I don't know. Anyway, oh, all right. Oh. So, um, so Christmas episode is just kind of an obvious, at least at least to me. Like if I was a writer, like most people feel like Christmas is the most happy time of the year, and there's so many different things you can do with Christmas. Um, I wonder what the first Christmas episode was. Is that, it's not like, like I, I love say, Lucy. I know. I, I want to say I love Lucy was probably the first. I love Lucy aired a brand new episode on Christmas Day. Whoa. Like they didn't. They didn't used to take breaks. So I think it was I love. I think it was I love Lucy. Yeah, that was my grandma's favorite show of all the shows ever. Yeah, she used to have them all lined up, and there was a lot of episodes of I Love Lucy and VHS 
tapes do not hold as much as a DVD or Blu-ray. So there were like lines of them that went across. It was pretty, pretty funny. But um, it always rem- Lucy Lucy Ball always reminds me of my grandma, and she was a brilliant comedian. So, so that's cool. Anyway, so the so it just seems to me like probably during you know the thirties, forties, fifties, when like the world was trying to put on a like a face, I guess you know, like say the world is great when it w- maybe wasn't all as great as they thought it was. Um at least on TV, they wanted to showcase that everything was perfect. They would showcase the perfect Christmas and then people would get an idea of what Christmas was. Um, but I, 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 I don't think that I've ever heard of somebody saying I hate all, or I just don't think that Christmas okay, I, episodes are good. I, I don't hate Christmas episodes. <laughs> I just, I, I don't think they are the most well produced or well written episodes. Usually I have a couple that are exceptions to that list. Isn't it kind of the same thing as saying, like, not all good episodes are good and there's bad episodes? You're just singling out Christmas because they're not going to all be home runs anyway. I want to say I want to say they're they're kind of hit and miss. Like, I want to say that on Christmas or during December, the Christmas themed episodes more often than not tend to be lower quality. But I guess my point is, is isn't that just the way it is with any TV? Like, even if it's not themed Christmas? Aren't there good and bad episodes regardless? So why is it any different with Christmas? Like if you're just doing a season of 10, probably two duds out of 10 episodes. And then if you're okay, watching... Well, well, so if, if we <laughs> compare if, if we compare five different shows with 10 seasons and they all did Christmas episodes, more often than not, the dud will be on the Christmas episode is my opinion oh, okay. and my feeling. All right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So... um I don't know. I th- I think that I think and maybe this boils down into what a Christmas special is or a Christmas episode is. Um I think it's because a lot of times they will take a classic a classic tele or a classic Christmas story like say uh my mind just went blank. Uh, Christmas Carol. So they'll take a Christmas Carol and they will adapt it and they will tell their own story using the bones of a christmas carol um Done and sometimes that sometimes you get awesome versions of a christmas carol that way yeah uh, but other times nope <laughs> it is very very not good there it's just a blatant rip off of the story with without any anything that's mildly entertaining i i think in my opinion they are very good episodes to wrap christmas presents to because you don't mm. have to be paying attention you don't have to wait. Uh, you still you wrap to... presents? No, I'm just kidding. Well, Amazon charges me for it, but you oh, because uh. <laughs> I, I definitely don't go to the bags. store anymore. Yeah, I have to change that now, though, because my son is old enough to actually understand what Christmas now. is. Last year, <laughs> we didn't put up a tree because he didn't know, but this year, he definitely knows. So, <laughs> yeah, we got to get that tree up this week with your Funko Pops on it. Yeah, well, that was the plan. I told I told Lena that and she was like, "Hey, well, now we got to do it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> like, I thought we were planning. Now we have to talk about it. I think we were planning on doing it anyway, right? And she's like, "Yeah, but now I'm forced to." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> so, I so I've got a question though because the Christmas episodes are so much a appointment viewing style 
And now all of a sudden, people don't just turn on the TV and watch what's on. We have massive streaming libraries that we can watch whenever and wherever. And so if you're watching a show, more often than not, if somebody's watching a show, they no longer will watch just an episode a week. They sit down and they binge a show. And wow. so I remember. I see where you're going. I was, it, was, it was probably uh, it was, it was pro- probably three years ago or so in September. I was making myself a or I was making my son a costume for, no, I was making a pinata. That's what I was doing. I'm making something. I was making something downstairs and I was watching a show called numbers, which is a perfect show to do stuff by because it's formulaic enough that you don't really have to pay attention, but it is, uh, but it's entertaining enough that you can keep watching it. And the, there was a Christmas episode that came on in September. And I thought to myself, well, this is odd. And then I thought to myself, well, I guess, I guess I'll watch Christmas in September. But do you think that binge watching is changing how we are or how Christmas specials are produced? Do you think they're going to still make them the same way when everything's dropped by the entire season? <laughs> yeah. When, when we finally don't have television in like 10 years, it's all just streaming yeah, it, services. It, it just, Cause we're almost oh, there, right? Yeah. Here, here's your, here's your complete series drop. Watch so Christmas th- when you watch Christmas. Yeah, so I think that probably what will end up happening is they will just have Christmas-themed series. So it'll oh. be a series that drops in December that is either a mini-series or like a Hallmark movie. Because apparently I have like two friends that are in Hallmark movies now. Like two <laughs> friends that I grew up with, like they've been posting, I'm in this Hallmark movie. And I was like... Oh, and then another completely opposite of the side world friend said, I'm in this holiday movie. And I was like, wow, I know a lot of uh, Hallmark actors, apparently. But um, yeah, I think they'll just do series is what they'll do. Um, They might not be a full season or, you know, maybe what they'll do is they'll they'll create a series and they'll only drop it in December. So every new season is dropped in December because I mean we have to wait a, a year they have to make the show so that's true I, I'm thinking about uh, BoJack Horseman which is a adult themed cartoon on Netflix it's a Netflix original I if I'm remembering right last year they dropped a Christmas special on Christmas and uh, since eight they also dropped an episode on Christmas so maybe so maybe we'll still get Christmas episodes, but Netflix will be wise enough to be all like, we're not putting that with the rest of the regular season. We are going to drop that at a different time. Yeah, I mean, it easily could just be the same thing they do on Doctor Who, where they have a whole series and then they do a Christmas special. So I I don't think they're going away by any means at all. I think that what might go away is like the other holiday themed, because clearly Christmas is king or queen, however you want to say it. And so we might not get as many like Halloween specials, but you know, maybe we will. They'll just release stranger things during, you know, during Halloween. Like that's well, kind of how I what got they the done. idea. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's kind of like why I was thinking that way is because I mean, stranger things is clearly a scary show. I mean, it's not exclusively Halloween, but in this last season, there was an episode where they went trick or treating and it was Halloween. So, so it made sense and it was great, but yeah, that's what I think they'll do. Okay, so we're either going to get the the UK style 
Christmas episodes, or we are going to get entire series themed based off of the holiday. I, you know, I think, I think you're right. I think, I think you called that one. Yeah. And I, Um, I think that we're going to eventually get one for like every holiday that is in December too. Kwanzaa. Hanukkah. Well, why not? Because they don't have to compete for airtime. Like they can just do whatever they want. And so we might actually being, you know, in the United States, learn about other cultures and what they celebrate during this time too. And I think that'd be cool. (laughs) Yeah. Netflix is like the king of niche entertainment. Uh, They're producing a show with a giant, I can't, I can't even remember his name, uh, but a giant Indian megastar that most Americans have no idea who they are. But because it's Netflix and because it's worldwide and they can do stuff like that, uh, they can, they can focus on and focus on the people here in America who do love him and show the banners up above. Like I don't know if this happens for you. I get every single Marvel Netflix oh, yeah. property except for The Punisher popping up <laughs> on my so big random. banner. That's so funny. <laughs> except for the big banner that or on the big banner that I have when I load up Netflix, so um, because they know that I'm going to watch all these shows and maybe they know that I wasn't so keen on Punisher based off of the other stuff that I've watched. They're like, yeah, Yeah. we're not going to push that on him so much because Netflix is able to do so much algorithmically. I think, huh? I think streaming is going to change the future of the entertain of the holiday entertainment. There is so much stuff that like, because I'm not in that algorithm that doesn't even like, I've never seen on like, there's so much stuff on Netflix that I have no idea exists. But because I'm not part of that key target demographic because of other stuff that I've watched, it just doesn't pop up. Right. And then I'll right, go right, to right. like Lena's profile and there's stuff that I'm like, I didn't know that this existed. I'm kind of interested, but, you know, I didn't watch these shows. So it's interesting. So, you know, yeah. you know, what's funny about that is my nine and six year old have that figured out. And so on my on Netflix, you can have five profiles, I want to say. And so I've got a profile. My wife has a profile and my three kids each have their own profile. However, what my kids have started to do is they watch a certain kind of show on this profile and then they watch a different kind of show on the other profile. And when I asked them why they did that, because they're switching between profiles, I'm like, you know, you could just search for that in yours. My nine-year-old said, well, yeah, I could, but then it would change all the stuff that's in this one. And this one already has that stuff in there. And so I want it. This is the one that we go to when we want to watch superhero shows. And this is the one where we go watch Lego shows. And uh, I was like, you're nine and you figured that out. Like, dude, I should not give you ICs anymore because it's helping your brain too much. Oh, wait. Oh, something. Something's feeding that brain. It's not me. Well, I guess technically if if anyone from DCS is listening, yes, I am feeding him. I promise he's not starving. (laughs) But he definitely didn't get his intelligence from me. I tell you that. Well, we clear. We know your wife, so yeah, yeah it's it, it it from sense. her clearly. All right, all right. So I, hmm, I, I, I'm, I'm liking the idea of changing how these are happening because it will, it'll force people to, it'll force these shows to put a little bit more thought into their episode. I find it interesting that in the UK, they do. They just random Christmas episodes on Christmas where here in America, we're like, nobody's watching TV then, but in the UK, it's like, Oh, prime time. Let's turn on Star Wars. I mean, seriously, (laughs) nobody's going to not be watching that. So why do anything else? 
I was reading an article from a British guy, and he said the one difference that Americans or one of the differences between Americans. Oh, there's and only one. The Brits, there's only one, and this is it. Oh, there. Okay, there's only one. There, the, the only difference is that the Brits know when they've had enough of their family, and that's why they have Christmas specials. Oh, because <laughs> because eventually they're done talking to their their so aunt funny. Sally about her dog. And so they, rather than everyone going home, they just turn on a Christmas show and they all watch the so Christmas special together. So in this case, Americans are more polite than British people because they put up with each other or we put up with each other longer. Or does that mean they're just smarter because nobody else, I don't know, like <laughs> we could, we could go either way on that. I don't know. I, especially depending on, depending on the family. If, yeah. if you've got an Uncle Joe that talks politics yeah, I would say that. that the Brits are being smarter and nicer by turning on the television. Dude, um, I, I might be that Uncle Joe in reading my comments, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> never Stay read away comments, from the comments <laughs> about politic a politic story on the local newspaper website that is not a newspaper anymore because it's just all online." Wait, no, there is a newspaper still. I see that sometimes. <laughs> all right, yeah. Nick. So I've I've got a list of a couple. Christmas episodes that I really enjoy and I, I know you put together a list so why don't we round robin back and forth each other let's see if you can change my mind and show me how many more Christmas specials are out there that I haven't been thinking about right. so I'll let you go first what, and, and we'll just go back and forth on our lists of TV episode Christmas okay so um, so there's this little show that I actually believe that you've started watching only because if it's the Punisher, then the answer is no. It's not the Punisher, and it has w- one of the best Christmas specials because of it's a character-driven show, and it just works. Perfectly. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna steal. You may be stealing my episode here. Okay, well, there's one, and it is from the witty and brilliant series called Community. Oh, yep, yep. You, you ta- All right, but, you, you tell you tell me which one it is. But I'll it's let a- you know. Abed's um, uncontrollable oh, Christmas. Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. That is community is like the king of Christmas. Well, yeah. and anyway, they're just go on, the, no, tell they're me just about it. they're just the king of like going against the grain and doing stuff off the wall. Like, I mean, that was kind of the, just the. That's what the show was made for, you know, and they were, yes, yes, very in, much. in a lot of ways, it was a lot like Arrested Development. It was just something that nobody had ever seen. And so it, it was off-putting to a lot of people because they were like, whoa, this show's weird. And then it started gaining a cult following. And that's why it was kind of on and off again all the time. Like, it wasn't a huge success when it was on TV, but it got such a following afterwards because people started realizing its genius and then you know, it, it kind of took off a little bit more after it had kind of spent its time. And one of the best episodes is this Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. And Abed is a character who he lives movies. Like he believes that the world functions like a movie. But he's a very, uh, he's a very high functioning autistic slash Asperger's person is what yeah. uh, Dan Harmon, one of the show's creators said. Yeah. And that, and, and, you know, that makes perfect sense. And he, he goes around and starts associating, you know, dynamics in people's lives and stuff saying, oh, that's a Sam and Diane or, oh, that's, you know, and he, he's just obsessed with movies and stuff like that and TV shows. And and so this episode, he wakes up and he is in a classic 
like 50s, 60s clay animation, stop motion animation film. Would you call that claymation? I said both for you. <laughs> were you listening? I said stop motion, Apparently claymation, not. animation. No, 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 no. You said clay animation. <laughs> I said claymation, animation, stop motion, oh. animation. Okay. All right. I, I, I thought I, you got. I thought you just said clay. My no, bad. But My anyway, bad. he he wakes up, and all of the characters are in, you know, are are you know clay made of clay, and he realizes that they have to learn some profound lesson about the meaning, the of, meaning Christmas. of Christmas. And so it's, yes. it's so funny. I mean, it's just so random and um, it's just brilliant. It's really funny. And I don't recommend you watch it unless you know the characters because like that's what makes the show funny is that all of these characters are so eccentric. And so it it's funny because you know how these characters react with each other in a lot of ways. And so, I, I mean, I can't say if I recommend it unless you have watched more than, you know, just that episode. I don't know. Maybe maybe the first couple episodes you'll get to know sure. the characters well enough. And... Well, and they've evolved a lot, too. Like, I mean, because in that first season, like the main character, he he's just a jerk. But he kind of you kind of learn that he's a jerk, but not quite like he's a jerk, but like still likes to help each other. But he wants to put on this facade. Anyway, it's really good. Anyway, so that's that's my first pick. I was a little worried you might steal that one, so I opened well, up with that one. You see, and I, I was I was going through it and I was like, okay, what's the ones Nick? What are the ones that Nick's going to t- uh, talk about? And uh, that one was on the very first ep- first list on mine as well. <laughs> uh, just mostly because I was like, this is random enough, but if it's not if it's not random, I am going to I'm going to use that because obviously. We have similar tastes. Okay, so my first episode, my first Christmas episode, uh, is Justice League Season 2, Episode 23, a little episode called Comfort and Joy. Now, this is the animated Justice League that, uh, and what I love about this one is it kind of just, it focuses on a couple different stories in here. In this one, it starts out with The Flash, Green Lantern, Hawk Girl. Superman and uh, John Jones saving a planet, a snow planet from some disaster by building a thing. And it's Christmas time and they're like, oh, we're going to we're, we're going to have a good, good old time. And so they all split off to do their own Christmassy things. And Superman realizes that John Jones doesn't have. He, he invites him home with Martha. I remember this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Martha. So he, he realizes that he doesn't have a have a place to go for Christmas. And that's just unacceptable. And so I mean, he's the uh, last of his race. So, you know, Superman's yeah. got to. Yeah, they're, they're kindred that way. So he, he brings them home and I, I was watching it with my kids and there's a line in there that I forgot was there. And I'm glad my kids didn't pick up on it because they were, t- so they were talking about, they're sitting around the Kent's, the Kent's table and they're, they're talking about Christmas when Clark was young. And so Jonathan Kent was all, yeah, Clark used to love Christmas he he used to be so excited about all of his presents and Martha chimes in. Yeah, we had to wrap all of his presents in lead so that in lead foil so that he couldn't see into them. And uh Superman like glares at his mother. He's like, don't you mean Santa wrapped them in lead? Oh no. <laughs> oh man. And so yeah, and she, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Santa wrapped them in lead. <laughs> 
that's probably my favorite line from the entire episode. But uh, it, there was also uh, the part where the Kents give John Jones a sweater. They're like, oh, we had this spare sweater and it's obviously giant. <laughs> and they're like, I'm, I'm sorry if it doesn't fit you because it was a last minute thing. And it's like yeah. amazing that they had something is they're one of those parents that they've just got a spare presence that they can give away. And so they, they give him this sweater and he puts it on, pulls it over. And because he's the Martian Manhunter, he can kind of change he his size and shape. So he just out. bulks up and becomes muscly. like, I can grow into it. That's really fun. Um, yeah. So that, that was a fun. That was a good that choice. That was a fun I part of it. forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. So there was also the Flash uh, teaming isn't up hu- with Humanite. His... Hum- isn't Humanite oh, in that? Yeah. Ultra, Ultra yeah. Humanite was in that yeah. one. And the Flash is trying to get a... Uh, uh, the must have toy for a group of orphans oh. and, and in the, in the process of it, and he has to run to Japan to get the last one from the factory. Isn't that like uh, rubber ducky, something Dougie DJ rubber ducky. <laughs> That's right. So uh funny thing is uh, the guy who voices, the guy who voices Superman also voices DJ rubber ducky in that episode. Uh, so he sounds like think Superman? It's the same person. No, no, he doesn't at all. But oh. uh, yeah, Ultra Humanite and Flash, they get in a fight and they break it. And he's like, oh, it's Christmas and these, this ki- these kids wanted this. And so they decide to have a truce and Ultra Humanite fixes the the oh. DJ rubber ducky. And it's That's so funny. And hilarity ensues. Um, wow. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Green Lantern and Hot Girl have a superpower in, uh, infused snowball fight, which was pretty awesome. Um, and then they go to a bar and have a brawl because that's how Hot Girl likes to celebrate. Um, oh, I'm yeah, trying that to makes sense. Think, that makes sense. Uh, I think that was all. I think that's all the sub stories in that one. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I, <laughs> I, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of Justice League. They just all have a have a lot of. Uh, they just have a lot of fun stuff in them. Uh, and so it's just a fun episode. There's nothing really deep about it. It's just a fun Christmas episode. All right, so I think that's... it's in that episode you find out that Martian Manhunter loves Oreos. Is that? Because yeah. that's a thing, and I think it's in that episode. But it might have, it might be something from before. Anyway. All right, so okay, Nick, you had Abed's uncontrollable Christmas. I had uh, comfort and joy. Okay, so for my next one, I'm going to pick one that I know you're not going to pick. Okay. To be nice. And because we were talking about British <laughs> British television. Oh, you better not pick another one of mine. Well, I, I'm pretty sure that you're, you, <laughs> okay. you have not watched the show. And if you haven't, you need to watch it. Um, but it actually has two Christmas specials. So I couldn't choose one because they're both so good. And so I'm going to pick the, the, this show called Miranda. I've talked about this show before. It is a British comedy about... The, and the main character is a woman named Miranda Hart, and she is a you know overweight giant woman that just is just silly and just hilarious, and it's just about her interactions with her friends and her mom, and she's in love with this guy, and I mean that's the entire show is is just this, but the the physical comedy and the comedy in the show is just so good and that I mean I haven't met anyone who hasn't laughed I mean I'd be hard pressed to find somebody 
but there's two episodes. There's one called Just Holiday, and then there's one called The Perfect Christmas. And one of the things about Miranda is that she doesn't really like her family, like her mom at all, because her mom is very overbearing. And so she tries to plan a Christmas where her mom won't be able to come. And then she, because her mom always ruins Christmas because she plans everything out so like perfectly. And so what she plans to do is not plan anything and just be able to just hang out. And then like the whole moral of the story is that like everything goes wrong. And then she realizes that her mother planned all of that to make the perfect Christmas as opposed to it just being chaos. (laughs) And it is so funny. And and her mom ends up showing up at the end and like helping her make the perfect Christmas, you know, and she, but yeah, it is a great show. I recommend you go watch it. It's like three seasons. It was short lived. The last season is like, like six episodes. And then there's like, they are like, okay, we're going to wrap up this show. And then there's like two episodes in like the fourth season or something like that, where they just wrap up the whole story put it into a nice big bow and then you can just be okay with it. And um, yeah, I've talked about this show before on the podcast, but those episodes are very memorable in that show. And I just think it's, it's really good. So um, I'll, I'll just say the perfect Christmas is probably my favorite one. Cause the other one, she, she, um, um she like wants to go to thailand or something oh maybe that's not no that's a different one never mind i think perfect christmas is the only one the other one is that she wants to go on holiday oh yeah that's wrong i thought that holiday was one but it's not she wants to go on a vacation but nobody believes that she will go on a plane because she's so crazy and so she books a hotel that's literally like two streets down the road and tells nobody that she's there and just hides in the hotel the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it's pretty it's pretty funny. And then they find out that she's there. And they all get mad. So at all her. three seasons of Miranda are available to stream on Hulu. Yes. So Yeah, they are on Hulu. Uh, that, that is something that I that I uh I, I was intrigued the last time you said it and this time you said it and giving me, okay, I'm going to watch that Christmas special. I'm going to, I'm going to see, cause that one sounds pretty good. Cause that, that almost sounds like something that my mother would do to make so Christmas. And her, her mom, her mom is always trying to get her to get married and she's always setting her up with like really creepy, odd guys. And so she just refuses. Like, I mean, it's just that. And her mother, like her catchphrase is, is always like, such fun such fun she always says that after everything she's like oh we went down to the store such fun and she's just so irritated by the fact that her mom says such fun about everything <laughs> it's just so fun. oh such fun. such fun okay so the uh all right so miranda my next pick i'll stick with the british theme and make sure you don't steal something <laughs> this is probably one of my favorite episodes of doctor who I do and, have a Doctor uh, Who one too, so it'll be interesting to see which one's your favorite Christmas special, and then I'll tell okay, you mine. So I struggled because I'm like, okay, I have to I have to include a Doctor Who Christmas special because I love those. That's the deal in my house. Christmas Day, I will do whatever my wife tells me I do I have to do. I will go see whatever family I have to go see. I'll put a smile on my face. I'll put together whatever toy or Santa will put together whatever toy until three a.m. Um, but once we get home. I get to watch the Doctor Who Christmas special. So 
the Doctor Who Christmas special, I mean, it's, it's what that British writer was saying. It's like, when you're done with everybody, you just want to turn on the TV and enjoy a good episode of a good show. Um, and so the Doctor Who Christmas specials, yeah, it's been so-so. The Doctor Mysterio one was kind of meh. Yeah. But my, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite episodes of Doctor Who, or at least the Christmas specials, is Voyage of the Damned. This is a David Tennant Christmas special. Yeah. And this is the one where he's on the Titanic ship. Really, the only Christmas tie into it is that it's taking place on Christmas. Yeah. I like that. And I mean, it, I, I mean, it's just an episode of Doctor Who, but, the, you know, they're, the, all the spoilers, the, sh- the, the ship is the Titanic, essentially, and it's crashing to Earth because it's the Titanic. And the doctor's like, oh, no, what are there's going to be all these people out in the streets and, you know, we're heading straight for London because that's where all the catastrophes take place with the doctor. And so they, they look, look out the window and they realize, oh, there's nobody out. And they're like, why, why is there nobody out? And everybody fled the city on Christmas because they're like, okay, the past two years on Christmas, <laughs> had we have had alien invasions. That's We're so leaving funny. the city. <laughs> so um it was just it was just a fun episode the doctor is trying to figure out uh who he is it's it's a one-off companion uh and it's just a fun episode and there's even a character named alonzo so the doctor gets to say alonzi alonzo because look at you yeah look at me that's so funny Uh, so yeah that was that was that's one of my favorite doctor who episodes uh but it's yeah Voyage of the Damned, that one is available on Amazon Prime. All of the Doctor Who Christmas specials are. Yes. We'll have links to that in the show notes. So my favorite Doctor Who special is kind of funny. And it might be my favorite because of the circumstance and when and how I watched it. Because when I initially watched Doctor Who, you know, I, I mean, I was late to the game. Um, I think, I believe that when I started watching Doctor Who, Matt Smith was the Doctor. And hmm. um, I've talked about how Jeff was the one that introduced me to the show. Um, he and did, now he's pretty much done with it. Yeah, like he said, this is a pretty cool show. You should watch it. And we were kind of swapping like shows, just saying, hey, this is cool. This is cool. And so I I turned it on because I was like, okay, this is a cool, like I want to watch this show. And I remember, I I barely remember like the first season because it was like, the thing where I would just like watch it in the background while I was doing other stuff. Right. And then as soon, and like, I knew nothing about the show. I just knew that Jeff was like, this is a cool show. You should watch it. And he had like a TARDIS on his phone and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, he likes it enough and I trust his opinion. So I'll check it out, you know? And I, and I think I was painting a lot during, you know, during the time. And so, you know, when you're painting, you're not really paying attention but you kind of are and stuff. And so as soon as, as soon as like tenant came on and like, Mm -hmm. he changed into another doctor. I was just like, what is this show? This is awesome. (laughs) And it just like, you know, like from then, then on, I was just like hooked. And then I went back and watched the first season and appreciated it way more because I kind of understood what was going on. You know, and I got the little things like, oh, this is he's a Time Lord and oh, this is his TARDIS because they do a really good job of setting up all the exposition in that in Chris Eccleston's season. And, you know, you learn who the Daleks are and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I think they're, it's they're really, bringing back the show. It's really solid. Like that first series is just good. 
I'll tell you, there are a couple episodes where the special effects are like, oh, they didn't learn anything since the 50s or since the (laughs) the original series. I always tell everybody the same thing when when they're like, do you think I'd like Doctor Who? And I say, try to get through the first season and just remember that it's very low budget and everything. And then if you don't like it after the first season or you're not interested in watching the next one, then, you know, it's probably not a show for you, you know, like. And sometimes I'll say, go watch Vincent and the Doctor because you have to watch that episode, <laughs> you know, or, <laughs> you know, go and watch. The other one I like is um, the Are You My Mummy? I, I always think everyone should oh, watch yeah, it, but that's yeah, in the that's... first season. So, you know, so I just say this is one of my favorite episodes. You know, the first episode is really odd. Mannequins come to life. It's weird, but. That's just how that's Doctor the one Who is. specifically that I was thinking about with the kind of skin. I'm like, this is really how you opened it back up. Yeah, it, so. was, it was really odd. Anyway, so so I was watching it on Netflix. And at that time, they didn't put the Christmas specials in the order of the shows. The Christmas special was a completely separate thing. And it was actually its own show. Like it was they would say. Doctor Who series one, two, three, four, five. And then they said Doctor Who Christmas specials, episode one, two, three, and four. And so you had to be paying attention, which I wasn't because I had no idea that this was the way it was. And I would have to go like at the end of this season, all of a sudden I had to go over and watch the Christmas special to get the next part of the story and then come back to the series. Like it was very confusing. And so when I started talking about that, Jeff clued me into it and he said hey this is this is what you've got to do because i was like it jumped really weird and he's like oh well that's this is why and so i started you know started watching it properly and correctly and probably i would i after i'd watched the whole series and probably like last year i i said i'm gonna go back and watch some christmas specials just because why not and i turned one on and i had never seen it before i was like what what is this and i had no idea what it was from or who like it was a matt smith episode and it had dumbledore in it michael gambon Uh which uh and it's called it's it's actually a christmas carol it's the christmas carol episode it's actually the first christmas episode that Stephen Moffat was the showrunner for, and the first, um, the first one f- with Matt Smith, and I think that this was kind of a golden age for Moffat because he hadn't run out of ideas and was trying to push <laughs> ideas on. Because, like, I, I mean, I really believe that like the first few seasons of Matt Smith are just so brilliantly written and just, I mean, it's just a high point. Even, even in like. And there's a lot of people that will disagree with me. I mean, a lot of people didn't like Matt Smith, and that's fine. But I just feel like the overarching stories, like they got they got a little bit overdone at the end of Moffat's era, like Clara and like even, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I still liked it, but I just feel like Moffat was at his best at this time. The premise of this episode is one of the best concepts for Doctor Who. I actually didn't like A Christmas Carol when I watched it the first time. 
Yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, no. I was okay with Christmas Carol. It was the doctor, the uh, widow, and the wardrobe that I didn't like. Anyway, back to Christmas Carol. That one, <laughs> the, the concept on that one was, I, I don't know why they don't do it more often, aside from they are afraid of playing it out. But, you know, so they're on this spaceship. It needs to land on a planet, but the planet is being controlled by basically Scrooge. Yeah. And he, and he <laughs> played by Michael to let Gambon. Ship land. Dumbledore. Yeah, right, right, right. Dumbledore. So, uh, so he, re- he, he refused. He, he just says, no, you're, you're not landing. And so the doctor ends up traveling back in time to alter him, to make him kinder. Yeah. And to make him nicer. Yeah. And <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> and it's like, you've got a time machine. Why don't you do that more often? That's something that you you could really play with. I mean, they kind of played it with Davros in uh, yeah with, when with he was Capaldi a little boy. A little yeah, that I, but, those were some of Capaldi's best episodes. They were they were really good. So the witch is um, familiar, and I remember anyway. That's yeah, yeah. Um, I don't I don't get how the at the ending of that episode how the problem of him changing too much would be a deal because once again time machine in the past it's not um, yeah wibbly wobbly timey wimey i guess but it's, it's kind uh, of like the class i mean they were kind of, like the thing about that episode is they were touching on so many different like classic tales because i think that they were touching on the it's a wonderful life style where like hey if you weren't here this is how people would be and this is how the town would change but in this case they were utilizing the same thing saying if you change who you are, it's going to change this world so drastically. And this is how it's going to happen. And so I think that that's so kind I, of what they were touching on is like, you shouldn't change him just because you think you should. And messing with the timelines and stuff is not a good idea, even if it's for a good reason a lot of the times. Which, you know, mm-hmm. the doctor never learns that lesson. But. <laughs> He has to learn thousands parts of years of, of life. He's never learned that lesson, you know, but the thing that makes it so good is that like, it's the story of a Christmas Carol. And we touched on that before. Like, I mean, it's their version. It's Moffat's version of trying to put the doctor into a Christmas Carol, you know, but it's see, see with the doctor, that makes sense though, because you can actually time travel and go back in time and be the ghost of Christmas past, present and future. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's completely possible. And it's about as pure an example as you can imagine of that story. Like, it's just spot on. Like, it's just really well written. But, I mean, it's it's got everything. It's, like, sad. It's, you know, like, optimistic. It's happy. It's romantic. I mean, it's just everything that is in Charles Dickens' like classic tale. And then just putting two awesome actors in the middle of it and just creating absolute brilliance in my opinion so that is my favorite doctor who episode and it might be that it was because i didn't i wasn't watching it during the binge you know like oh i've heard this before oh i've heard this before and it was during a time when like doctor who was in a hiatus and then all of a sudden i just got this new episode and i was like what like yes you know like i mean it just made me so happy (laughs) but it was drop of water in the desert exactly and so so yeah that's my favorite doctor who episode so i uh, special i guess so i was i was thinking about it and 
Um, so like, like I mentioned, there was that one article that I read where he was talking about the difference between Christmas specials and Christmas episodes and how he was wishing more American television would do Christmas episodes. And so he was, he's, he's lamenting that we don't have the exact Christmas episode on Christmas day. And he was like, you know, that's a lot of TV and there's only 24 hours. That's true. That's true. But we have a lot of channels now too. Uh, you know, one of the shows that he said, and I think this describes the premise of what a Christmas special is really well. He says an hour long episode of new girl or something low stakes that everyone can kind of follow, even if they don't watch the show, Hmm. uh, with, with that doctor who episode that you were just talking about all that you had to say, I mean, granted it was high stakes because you got that big spaceship that has to land, but, uh, all the, all that was all the stakes were just the doctor and that one kid. You just have to understand the doctor is a time traveler, has a time machine, and he's going to go fix that guy. That's all you have to understand for that episode. You don't have to understand regenerations. You don't have to understand that he that he's a time lord and he's the last of his kind and blah, 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 blah. You can just sit down and enjoy that. And I wonder if that's part of why you enjoyed that yeah, episode as well. Probably, it was it's probably part of good, it. But I still had that history that made everything more rich. Right, right. And it more fun. Which it more rich, gave you... But I didn't need it to enjoy the story i get you all right so we're gonna jump from your serious great episode of television (laughs) the one that the one that had a little bit of sad a little bit of happy like you said everything in there and we're gonna go to my next pick which is an episode called the strike and it is the 166th episode or season uh season nine episode 10 of a little-known show called Seinfeld. 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 I'm going to Seinfeld. <laughs> wow. And not necessarily because it's a great episode. I, I know there are some Seinfeld fans out there that that will argue with me on this. I just grew up in the wrong time to be a huge Seinfeld fan. Uh, so this episode, The Strike, is where we were first introduced to Festivus. Festivus. And so... <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> So Festivus is a made-up holiday that George's father invented so that he could get some time off of work. And then it just ended up being like this big <laughs> family that. tradition. Oh, my gosh. Um, the show about nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Including made-up holidays. <laughs> so, uh, so I definitely yeah, grew uh, up during the time that Seinfeld was at its peak. I mean, I was one of the people that got caught up in all of the, this is the final episode and I watched it live, you know, and all, I mean, all that stuff. It was always on syndication. You could usually find it always every day. Always. Like, like it, it, was, it was on when I was, I was watching TV at that time too, but what Seinfeld meant was that, Oh, now it's time for me to go and do homework and chores or something like that. <laughs> so so that may be why I am, have, have issues with it. Yeah, it is. But, it uh, is. I mean, still to this day, I mean, I remember, like mimicking Kramer as I would walk into a room just because I thought it would be funny. Like, Why does that not surprise me? You know, and, and, and I mean, during that time I quoted that show a lot because there are so many like catchphrases and that was part of the brilliance of it is that they, all of the characters just were really easy to, to get a catchphrase from, you know, and I mean, that's my bread and butter. So you know, I'd walk around school and people would be like, ha ha, Seinfeld, you're cool. You know, or <laughs> you're an idiot. Get out of my face, you idiot. Just depending on who they were. Usually the girls were the latter. But, um, yeah. So, 
<laughs> anyway. Yeah. So sorry, I interrupted Seinfeld. Oh, no, you're, you're fine. I just, I, you know, I don't, I don't even remember this episode that well, except I remember, I remember the Festivus parts about it. Like I, I was reading a synopsis of the show and I just like, I don't remember any of these parts. Like there's a part with uh, Kramer and bagels that I don't yeah, remember. Kramer works at H and H bagels. He goes back right. to work the, there. Yeah. 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 Uh, so what, you know, I just, I just love the, love the concept that this fake holiday that George's dad had on December 23rd. So he could get an extra day off. Well, uh, and it, I think a, it's in this same episode that George makes up a charity. Yes. He just says, yes, the, yeah, the human charity or something like that. Uh, so that people are giving away, giving basically him money. Yeah. So yeah, this is like when Kramer goes to back to, goes back to H and H bagels because he's been on strike forever. He won't go to that. He won't go to that bagels anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. You know. I. I love. I love the concept of the feats of strength and the airing of grievances and uh, Festivus miracles. I. I don't know. So that's that's the whole reason I picked this show was mostly because Festivus just makes me laugh and I get those <laughs> references. I can't remember dang thing about the rest of the episode. Oh, that's funny. But not so funny, you. So. Best of us for the rest of us. Hello, Jerry. Um, hello, Newman. Uh, okay, so Seinfeld. Jeez, <laughs> oh, I haven't thought. I there's been times that I've been like, I need to go watch Seinfeld again. But then there's times that I'm like, I don't need to go watch Seinfeld again. Like, I mean, well, you know, it, I don't know. It's like, a show about nothing, and so you, you can just watch it forever. Um, yeah. Seinfeld's also on Hulu, so I'll, I'll put. Yeah, it just got put on there. It was a huge notes. get for them. They public, they promoted the crap out of that one, um, and that's when I was tempted. I was like, oh, I could go watch this. Oh crap! I've got so much other stuff that I haven't even watched yet. Why go back and watch this? Like, <laughs> which reminds me, there's an episode of Runaways on tonight. Why are we recording? Let's wrap this up. I don't know. No. I don't know why are we recording this. We should be watching Runaways. Is it a Christmas themed episode? <laughs> I don't know. All right, so I'm going to, um, okay, FYI, I'm at 18%, and my wife hasn't, okay. hasn't brought me back my charger yet. Uh, hopefully, that'll, maybe All she's right. coming now. I can hear her coming down the stairs. Anyway, so, okay, so All right. I'm going to pick my next one. Um, and this, okay, so I don't, hmm. Okay, so I'm going to go for a nostalgia one that I, um, that is also I I feel portrays the spirit of Christmas um, better than any. Well, maybe not any, but just it's it's one that really is a classic example of a great Christmas episode. Um, when the Cobra was really little, he didn't sleep well at all at night. He would wake up every few hours. Um, and so Lena and I would take turns. Um, you know, getting up and feeding him a bottle or just trying to get him to go back to sleep. Like we would literally, like you see those videos of like parents like creeping across or like crawling across the, the floor just so that nothing creaks so that the baby would hear it and wake up. That, that was me and Lena. Like we had this, like I knew where all the creaks were on his floor because he was just such a light sleeper at that time that he, and he didn't like he the, didn't want to be in his crib. He wanted to be held. And 
Yeah. He's like the meme of the parent putting a bundle of dynamite into bed. You got to be super careful yeah, with it. Exactly. And so, so like what I would do is I would watch, I'd binge watch shows like while I was just sitting there and I'd, I would just put them on really softly or a lot of the times I just have a headphone in and I would just watch a show while sitting in the rocking chair. And so, but I didn't want to watch anything that I really wanted to pay attention to because I was exhausted, number one. And number two, like, I didn't want to have to pay attention to something and keep myself awake or not be paying attention to try to get little Cobra down to sleep. And so I decided at that time to watch The Wonder Years because it's a show that I watched as a kid all the time. And I was like, it's a classic show. Like, I mean, it's iconic in everything. And I was just like, you know what? This is a show that I won't have to pay attention to. Half hour episodes. You know, I can usually. And that's when Nick learned the true meaning of Christmas. No, but. Um, I was reminded of how good it was, number one, and how many shows emulate it, you know, and, and stuff. But there's an episode in that, you know, and it's about a young kid. I mean, for those of you who don't know anything about the Wonder Years, because I'm sure there's probably some younger listeners out there, is is it's Watch about... Watch it before you read Ready Player One. At the, yeah, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that as well but anyway it's about a kid who is growing up like i mean it's just a coming of age story and he has a girl that he loves and her name is winnie cooper and he has a best friend and his name is paul and he has you know a brother that beats him up all the time and his sister is kind of a i don't i don't know the proper term <laughs> but she's she's a she likes to hang out with boys a lot <laughs> keep this family friendly um <laughs> And his dad's ornery all the time, and his mom is super nice. Like, I mean, it's just the classic trope of all of these, you know, things coming together. And one of the most hard hitting things about the show that you kind of don't get when you're a kid, but if you rewatch it, is that you find out that, like, it's during it's during Vietnam or it's during like a war. I don't remember if it's Vietnam. I'm pretty sure it's Vietnam. And you find out that Winnie's brother went to war and died. And you know, when you're a kid, you don't think about that stuff that's kind of deep but it is it's very deep and the episode of the wonder years is just called christmas and the story is is that that fred savage's character and his brother are trying to convince their parents that what they need is a color television and they're doing everything in their power to try to convince their dad and their family that that's what they should get for christmas and, you know, all of this stuff happens. And then, like, he's kind of thinking about Winnie, this girl that he really likes. And they both like each other, you know, but they're 12, so they don't know what to do with each other. You know, like, they're just like, hey, let's <laughs> hang out. We like each other. And there's this moment in the show where he realizes, Kevin, the main character, he realizes that Winnie, this is the first time that she's not going to be with her brother on Christmas. And so he goes out to find the perfect Christmas present for her because of, of that fact. And it's like this moment where you're like, dude, this kid is having a coming of age moment. Like he's realizing that it's not about the color TV. 
it's about giving the perfect gift or helping others in need at this time. And he ends up giving her a four leaf clover um, just for luck and, and stuff like that. But it's just such a powerful like half hour of television <laughs> that it stuck with me, you know, and I'm holding my baby child and I'm just like bawling and it's not Christmas. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Cobra was born on Christmas Eve. Um, but you know, and so we had just had this Christmas of baby, you know, like, and then literally on Christmas, we were in the hospital holding our firstborn son for the first time. Um, and so, you know, that kind of bled into it. And then, you know, it's the first month or two when you just have no idea what you're doing and you're just like, what do I do with this thing? And, um, you know, and so <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's Christmas. It. And then I watch this episode of Wonder Years and I'm like, oh, this is, you know, and I'm just like bawling. And I like come to bed and Lena's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Go to sleep. <laughs> like, I'm just like, <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, yeah. So the Wonder Years, um, I think it's in the second season. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of seasons. So he's still really young. Um, and like when this aired, I was seven you know, seven years old. I might've been eight because if it came out on Christmas, like it probably should, or in December, I was eight years old because it was 1988 that it came out. So anyway, the wonder years. So maybe I'm just watching the wrong kind of Christmas shows because that seems like something that I would be all like a great, a great story. Like, I mean, granted we're looking at 1988 having to go back to 1988 for some good, good shows. But, um, all right, you my next. What? I think I said bit. it wrong. I think that Winnie gives him a four-leaf clover. Now that I think about it, and then he realizes that the TV was stupid. Anyway, sorry, I might have just screwed that up. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is, it's not my fault. I haven't understood that Christmas is about getting more than a color TV. Somebody hasn't given me a four-leaf clover yet. Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. Maybe. I mean, you can. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I don't. Rem... I mean, it's now been like two and a half years since I watched that episode, but it still has stuck with me. Like I, you know, and so I might be remembering it wrong, but I, th I, I believe that Winnie gives him a four leaf clover. I'm not sure. I know there's a four leaf okay. clover in it, though. Anyway, so I'm sorry, sensing I a pattern here, Nick. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing this pattern of. You having these really like deep and great Christmas stories, and then the ones that I've really enjoyed have just have have, have not been that because community the next is not one, that. Oh, <laughs> it's oh, just okay. fun, all right, all right. and it's also that I love you know stop what? motion animation. You know so. what? Uh, Abed's uncontrollable Christmas has uh, actually has some deep. Yeah, it does. You do have to find like, the meaning of Christmas in that. So, so. It, that one's pretty good. Um, my my last pick is. Uh, is another one that is just a lot of fun to watch. It is Futurama. There <laughs> is an episode. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. <laughs> called the Xmas story. Oh. And uh, <laughs> I, I thought so about th that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so this one made me laugh. The, the premise of Futurama is a pizza delivery guy falls into a cryo chamber and wakes up. What is it? A thousand years later. And so now he's living in the future and he wants to show everybody what he is 
or what Christmas was about when he was younger. Because it's because, definitely you know, not he, that way in the year 3000. Yeah, in the year 3000, <laughs> it's not that way. Pine trees have been extinct for a while, so they use palm trees. Um, and Fry goes in to get Leela a present, and everyone warns him, be back before sun goes down or else... Uh, or else the eight Santa foot, Claus the eight foot you. robot Santa Claus will come and mow you down with a with a machine yeah. gun. Because <laughs> in uh, apparently the the friendly robot company created a Santa Claus robot that's job was to make a naughty and nice list, and it just apparently like they programmed it wrong, and so it turned into a murderer, and because the standards were too high, and he's going to kill anybody who's been naughty. So, <laughs> so funny. Oh, it's such yeah. a good episode. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's just a hoot. It's a lot of fun. Uh my favorite my favorite part about it is when spoiler alert, they defeat Robot Santa. Uh he he calls out that he'll be back when nobody expects it. Next Xmas. So, <laughs> yeah, I it's a it it's a funny, you know what? The thing with all these comedy shows that I'm picking, they all have actually like a serious undertone to them, but they present it in humor. I think my because yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because the problem with the problem with all these uh, all these humorous shows is that it's actually showing, oh, Christmas isn't about commercialism. It's not about you know all the gifts. It's about spending time with those that you love. So they just do it in funny ways. There's so many good lines from that that episode. Um, one of them is, "You've all been very naughty, very naughty indeed, except for you, Doctor Zoidberg. This is for you. Oh, a pogo stick! <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Zoidberg's the only one that's good. <laughs> and then there's like I personally like. Oh, go ahead. They're the, I personally like that their carol that they sing is Santa Claus is gunning you down. <laughs> oh, you know, not Santa Claus is coming down, but he's gunning you down. It was like, oh, snow is so beautiful. I'm glad that global warming didn't destroy it. Oh, no, actually it did. But thank God nuclear winter canceled it out. <laughs> I just stuff like that. I was like, yeah, that, that show this is so, show it's, it's so funny. I love that show. Your mistletoe is no match for my T-O-W missile. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of anyway, there's this, a lot of ones I remember from that one. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's, it's just a fun episode. Um, leave it, leave it to Futurama just to make you laugh. Uh, so I don't know. Futurama is still on Netflix, right? I believe so. I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, yeah. So oh, there's only two seasons on Netflix. Seven seasons streaming on Hulu. Two seasons on Netflix. Well, so I'll put whatever links I can put Maybe it's the new seasons that are on Netflix because they did do like a... With the Comedy Central. Yeah. So maybe that's what the difference is. But That is very possible. All right. So I'm going to uh, run through a couple like just honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. Um, and these ones are all just my... They're just silly episodes. Um, one of my favorite episodes is uh, Ludacrismas from... 30, 30 rock oh i i never watched that show oh, i love 30 rock um it is actually a show that i did go back and watch um i i part of the reason i didn't watch seinfeld is because i felt like the same thing would happen <laughs> that happened with 30 rock because 
I think that Hulu or somebody said, oh, 30 Rock's going off. And I was like, okay, I'll watch a few episodes. And then I watched the whole series, you know, like (laughs) before it quote unquote got taken off. But really all that was happening was it was moving to another streaming service that I already have. So it was going off of Netflix and then moving to Hulu. (laughs) And I was like, I didn't realize that when I binged it for like a month. But um, yeah, Luda Christmas is really funny. Um, The idea is that they don't like Christmas and so they create a halt. They call it Luda Christmas where they just do silly stuff. Anyway. Um, but it's nothing like Festivus for the rest of no. us. No. Uh, another really funny, just classic, like modern show that is a really good Christmas episode is, is from Modern Family. Um, the very first season, they have a, an episode where, because the dad's kind of nuts about Christmas as you can imagine. And so is the mom. And so they want to create the perfect Christmas, but then they find that somebody like burned the couch. And so they cancel Christmas and tell all of the kids that there's no Christmas until one of them fesses oh, up. That, that's right. And they all fess up, right? And they all fess up. And then in the end, it turns out that it was the dad like that did it. And he didn't realize <laughs> that he did it. But the whole time he was like, yeah, it's, that's a really funny episode. Um, and then, one that um, you may or may not know is there was actually a Christmas special in 1987 called A Muppet Family Christmas. A Muppet? I, I don't think I've ever seen that one. I know. And it, and that's the thing is that kind of um, I believe that, you know, Muppet's Christmas Carol has kind of trumped it now. But it is a really good um, they actually are on their way to Fozzie's mom's house to surprise her for the holiday. And then when they get there, they realize that their mom went to Malibu. And so they're like, what? <laughs> anyway, it's it's pretty funny. And they managed to like put every Christmas song in the show. But it's classic. It's, it's classic Muppets. And so I would encourage anyone who didn't know that existed to go find it. I also uh, I'm I'm going to put one more. I'm going to put one more honorable mention there because we got to, we got the star Wars holiday special. Uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible, but it's star Wars. So you got to give it an honorable mention. Uh, I, I turned it on, uh, for my kids the other day and it starts out and Han Solo and Chewie are escaping an Imperial ship. And so my kids are all into it and then it gets going a little bit further. And my son says to me, dad, I can't watch this anymore. So I don't think I ever right. finished it. I think I started watching it once and I never I never made it to the end. <laughs> All right. So you, what you've done Nick is you've given me some you have given me some uh some episodes that I can go watch and be like, "Yep, I'm a, I'm I'm Mr. Scrooge this Christmas uh because I don't like things or I can be the Grinch and have my heart grow uh, a couple sizes. Three sizes. All right. So, hey, if you enjoyed this episode, head over to patreon.com slash fandom podcast and help us to create a community of fans over there. Uh, if you can't afford the dollar a month right now, it happens. We've all been there. Uh, but you, what you can do is you can send us your feedback to feedback at fandompodcast.com. Head over to Facebook, facebook.com slash fandom podcast or tweet at us at fandomcast. Give us your idea for Christmas stories that should be adapted into Christmas episodes or your favorite Christmas episodes. Help me help Nick to prove me wrong that, and show me that I'm just being uh, a Scrooge this holiday season and give me some good Christmas episodes to watch. Uh, if you, 
if you want to help support the show, the primary ways to do that are over on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash fandom podcast, or you can use our affiliate links. And we've got the, we've got a couple of them. The first one is on audible, which is fandompodcast.com slash audible. You sign up there, you get 30 free days and two free books. After the trial ends, you get to keep those books for yourself. You don't have to return them. You can listen to them whenever you want. Uh, we have seven days free on CBS All Access by going to fandompodcast.com slash CBS. Or as long as you're doing holiday shopping, because we all know you're doing it on Amazon, head over to fandompodcast.com slash Amazon and any of the purchases you make will send us a commission. And until next time, you stink. You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. May the fandom be with you. I got a laugh out of you. (laughs) (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.